Time for Talk of the Town with Lisa Kay. We are back in studio here for Talk of the Town. My name is Lisa Kay. I have my master gardener friends in the studio with me again today, Joyce and Kim. Things are blowing up in my garden. Good morning. Um, I don't know about you, but thanks for coming in. No problem. Thanks for having us. Good morning. We're talking a little bit about what's going on in your gardens, and I know that we are badly in need of rain and um, hopefully we're going to get some, and hopefully it'll continue on. But we've had a little bit of rain, and that came with some hail in some areas. We didn't get any hail at my house, but I know that... We both um, got nailed. You, you both yeah. got some hail? Yep. I have shredded lettuce now, not hosta. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's really sad. Well, we had in our vegetable garden, We it was it was so strange. It was spotty. It really hit the onions and the tomatoes the worst. Okay. And it didn't destroy them. But like in the case of tomatoes... What you can do if you do it immediately as soon as you've gotten the hail is clean it all up. Get rid of anything that's broken or damaged, including fruit. If fruit has like a ding in it from mm-hmm. hail, pick it off, grass green, throw it away. Because all that will happen is it will rot on the vine, attract yep. insects, funguses, diseases. <laughs> yeah. right. You want to clean it all up and kind of start over, which will, will back everything up time-wise. But it's better to get something Two weeks late than it is to get nothing. And the other thing yeah. that's really key to, to preserving a tomato crop is use a fungicide. Spray it with a fungicide because okay. that will yeah. will mitigate disease. The problem really is this. You know, many insects and, and even diseases are kind of waiting for a host. And if there's an opportunity like a weekend plant. Yeah, they just it, lie and they wait. Just, they're kind of waiting and it's like hmm. they attack. So if you mm-hmm. use a fungicide, that can really assist the plant in fighting off any kind of viruses and, you know, Joyce, problems. would you suggest that we spray with a fungicide anyways, even if we are not seeing any damage right now? Would that just be a preventative measure? Well, that would, yeah. And the yeah. thing about using using fungicide, some people, well, I don't want to use any anything that's not natural. If you read the labels, not all fungicides are, any of them that are copper-based are generally, you know, very safe. In fact, mm-hmm. there's some that say you can use them the same day as harvest. Now, I wouldn't do that, but um, <laughs> yeah. they say they can't because it's all natural products. But the thing about fungicides is they really, they work They work if you put the fungicide on the plant before you see a problem. Okay. Now, in yeah. the case of hail... The problem at that point is broken branches and f- fruit and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so obviously you're not, you're not really seeing a problem. You're seeing, you know, a nature or a nature-made mm-hmm. situation. But to spray it right away and you can kind of get a step up on what mm-hmm. potentially would happen. And sometimes the damage is already done and you just have to wait until next year. Mm-hmm. Um, the, your plant will survive. It'll just have like, they call them like shot holes, like on the hosta where it just rips right through them. And like my hosta literally doesn't look like shredded lettuce, but it was not fair worthy, um, quality anymore. Mm -hmm. But there's like my lilies got beat. I've seen friends that got uh, hail in the springtime in other States and you can't like, if you were selling the flowers, then they've got like bruises on them. Right. I actually had golf ball size hail and I lost uh, the tops of some of my lilies. Like the top petals came off, oh, like no. just got, you know, dinged right off of there and they opened and they've only got like two or three <laughs> petals on them and they looked super pathetic. But yeah. I don't feel bad for me. I got a whole sea of lilies. So some right. of them survived, but you know, the ones I've been waiting all year and maybe they were new last year and started to bloom this year. Didn't get a pretty bloom this year, but the leaves are still there. And we always talk about that, how leaves are like solar panels. 
the more you cut them off, the less energy they can put back into their roots, into their bulbs, into their tubers. So you definitely don't want to just go and cut all the bad leaves off of everything. Let them absorb the sun. Let them and exactly. put the fungicide on them to kind of help the the open wounds. You don't it'd be like putting a band-aid on. Okay. Really. Well, It'll the, go away. The other thing right now, obviously we're, you know, as gardeners and <clears throat> farmers we're always complaining about mm. the the rain and the weather or the lack thereof. Uh, but we desperately need yeah. rain. And, you know, in mm-hmm. where my garden is, we got over two inches of rain, which was a blessing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a blessing. Mm-hmm. But it's got to keep coming. Right. We, we just need... Consistent. A, we need nice. an mm-hmm. inch a week. And there's just no way around that. And now yeah. we're we're falling behind such that we need more more than that. And if you're in work, you know, in town like we are with all of our flower pots, oh, it's been... I've been watering now twice a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And then you run into, with that, you run into, okay, you've still got to fertilize, but a lot of your fertilizer then is running right through the pot. Right. And so it's really, it's, we just need it to rain. I mean, is that asking for so much? Yeah. (laughs) We really do. If you can lift up your pots too, I would suggest doing some bottom watering. So that's putting them in something? Yeah. Like a big tote. Just buy a big tote. You know those ones you can store your clothes in or whatever. Yeah. And just if you can lift it. If it's a little too heavy, then I would just find something that's a little shallower that you can just get an inch or two of water in there and put your water in there. And you can even let that sit out in the sun for a few minutes. They say that's good to do that anyway. Okay. Um, And then you can put your pot into that and let it soak it up from the bottom. So it really just gets the soil and everything wet, not just drains it right through the top. And then when you go to put your fertilizer in, it won't just run through as quickly. Exactly. It's a trick. The other thing that you can do, if, again, if your pots are liftable, yeah. is move them. If you've got them in a pl- area that's really, like now for the next few days, I was just hearing on the radio, heat index yes. over 100 mm-hmm. for a couple of days. Um, if you could possibly move those plants into a shadier area with less, even if they're sun, sun lovers. Yeah, even a couple of days in the shade. A couple of days hurt. in the shade would actually be doing them a favor mm-hmm. right. because they just, they're going to just bake. Mm-hmm. And... There aren't too many flowers that I know of that do well in baking hot sun. Sunflowers, maybe, but cactus. Cactus. Yeah. (laughs) Besides that, um, if you have any regular, you know, your petunias and those type of flowers, they they just really can't take it. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good to know. Then I'll get get to move those. I'm going on vacation soon, so I've (laughs) now begging uh, Joyce to come and water the things and, and help look after them. It worked with all my people at home. Well, so I'm willing to do that. That's fine. <laughs> Maybe you're out for hire. You dangled a carrot, literally. <laughs> right? Well, you know, certainly. I mean, that's the one problem about uh, being a gardener is it's hard to leave. You yeah. know what? I'm going to count this yeah. as service hours. You can. <laughs> I would. You should I count would. that. I would. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know if you noticed outside here of Radio Mankato, I brought from Valley Veggies a um, couple of new hanging baskets. I did. I and, did. Uh, on the way They're in. They're beautiful. I figured you see them, um, oh. but some hanging baskets are out there. Uh, we've been feeding and, and watering those at least once or twice a day uh, yeah, for the water and then hard. feeding them once a week and making sure they have everything they need. There's a bag of soil in my trunk because <laughs> I'm going to replenish the soil and the containers Oh, wow, you out just front. reminded me there's some in my trunk. You've got soil in your trunk. I mean, are you even a gardener if you don't have soil? Yeah, or in, dirt. Right, right. So the, uh, caring for the hanging baskets, I think it's important that people realize 
that there's work that goes into that because if you've yeah. just bought them or if you're trying to keep them going, sometimes those petunia baskets get leggy things. Oh, yeah. I mean, how do we care for those? Well, I think the big thing that people think, you know, in the spring you buy this beautiful basket and it's just so lovely and mm-hmm. we're going to have this for the whole summer. Well, I'd say, uh, no, you're not unless no. they require, especially petunias, yeah. require a lot of attention. Now, the big thing is the deadheading with petunias. Yeah. You, you can You can... Once they bloom and then they send out kind of a uh, a seed packet mm-hmm. almost, that all needs to be nipped back right to the stem. Yeah, or to else, tell the plant. Or else the plant thinks, well, I've done my work, I've flowered, I produce seeds, and well, we're we're done here for the year. So if you if you don't nip those seed pods back on a regular basis, the petunias will just get leggy and they'll just quit blooming. Right. And the other thing, petunias are really, really heavy feeders. They need yeah. to be fertilized like once a week. Mm-hmm. And um, but even other flowers that are more tolerant of poor conditions, verbena is a good example. Verbenas, I've got a couple of wonderful pots of verbenas hanging pots, but I have to deadhead about every third day. Yeah, because yeah. when they're exploding with these lovely little blooms, they're just so beautiful. But especially in weather this hot, they don't last very long, mm-hmm. and you need to nip them back. Yeah. Nip that dead flower head off right back to the main stem, and in a couple of days, you're going to see another big bloom burst out again. Right. So, but again, verbenas need a lot of fertilizer. And if you don't, if you don't have, you know, if it's a struggle even to find the energy or the time to water these baskets because mm-hmm. you maybe bought two of them, and it's a lot. You know, for some people to even make the time, come home from work, you see it at the end of the driveway, and you know that it's it's that thorn where you're like, oh, that's another chore. Okay, maybe it takes a lot to get out there to water it, but bring some scissors with you, mm-hmm. and just don't even just be ruthless. I mean, yeah, they're annuals, and if you, just if do what you can do and meet yourself where you can meet yourself, and just cut them off where you need to, so that they will come back. I was, but see, now that's where retirement comes in. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't I don't have I worked for forty plus years at, at jobs that as I look back, oh my God, how did I do all this? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's what I'm thinking right now. How am I doing? This? I like I, I need like, more hours. I like the luxury of getting up in the morning. Well, I should probably get out there with a hose and get stuff watered before yep. the sun comes over. It is kind of more after I have my morning coffee and read the paper. You know? Yes, <laughs> it's relaxing yeah. for you then. Right? Yeah. I do take the scissors out, yeah. and especially with those petunia baskets, at least at least once a season. Usually in July, yeah. I cut everything way back, and yeah. I cut it down to there's I mean I'll cut off beautiful blooms yep. in order to keep this going and I think that's yep. important like don't feel bad about that. You but, can do that even in the garden. Mm-hmm. Like now would be a good time for things to create a second flush for the fall which would be really beautiful and really beneficial to the pollinators. You can cut back things like oh what's done blooming now? Um like the I have salvia in the garden. Oh yeah, you can cut that back. Yeah, yeah. and it gets almost like it almost falls out from the center sometimes mm-hmm. too. So yeah. you can get like some string and you can kind of tie it back together. But I've had really good luck just really hacking that sucker down. Mm-hmm. Um just don't do too much, okay? Don't go back down to the ground or you won't get anything. But you can go back. Don't they say like generally like a third? It's yeah. usually that's my rule of thumb don't that I always go by as a third. <clears throat> you can go a little more. You don't have to be out there with a ruler or anything. Okay. Right. But yeah. Master Gardeners in studio with us today talking about things going on in the garden. We've talked about um, some solutions 
for hail damage, drought, hanging basket care. Let's turn our attention towards the vegetable gardens. Um, and at home, my home vegetable garden is doing very well because it's on a drip system and I'm watering it every day. How'd your um, garlic harvest come out? Beautiful. I have like 50 plus Isn't beautiful that? heads of garlic. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're in, in they're, cool, dry, or what do they say? Cool, dry, yeah, like it, warm, not out cool. of the sun. They're in the garage hanging yeah. on a hockey net. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be fine, yep. I think. I mean, uh, but they're drying right now. They're curing. And then yeah. some garlic is coming your way. So you'll be ready Yay. for that. So I pulled the, I pulled the garlic, but uh, I've got uh, cucumbers and I've got tomatoes ripening like crazy. Right My cucumbers now. are coming up now. I saw them because uh-huh. I built a trellis, you know, a little arbor trellis. We did. I did not do it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely had help with that. But we have cucumbers coming up on it now. And this is the first season I've grown cucumbers at my home. So I'm pretty proud of myself. Oh, good. Did I give you some cucumber starts? Mm-hmm. Okay, you did. Good. Yeah. Well, so I'm super excited about that. I'm excited for you to try those cucumbers. I yeah. grew those white-skinned cucumbers. Like the silver yes, slicer. I've, I've had those. Yeah. They're really mm-hmm. good. You know, I we've got um, summer squash, you know, the yellow summer squash. Yes. And the zucchini is coming. Um, we're starting to get, just the other night, we had the, the yellow squash. Just sliced it up with some olive oil Yum. and some herbs. Um, fresh dill, and I believe I threw some, oh, basil in there. And mm. we just put it on the grill. Oh, my goodness. That's the so thing good. about those squashes that people maybe don't realize is, oh, people will think, well, I don't like that. Well, you know what? The flavor of, say, the yellow squash, it takes on the flavor of however you make it right. or fix it. And yeah. it's fabulous with various herbs. And they, it works really well with also with fresh tomatoes if you kind of make a mixture. And just, you can kind of just make it up. Yeah. Just, just kind of imagine how it. would this be. And then just, and in my mind, everything is gr- good grilled. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm a... I die. would back you up on that, Joyce. I'm a diehard charcoal griller, though. We don't even have it. We don't even own a gas grill. Oh, sure. So, but that's that's me. And again, I've got a, a little more time than some people do that are working 40 plus hours a week. So, Well, you know. I, and I know some people have just popped some, you know, a couple of plants in here or there. You garden wherever you are. Yeah. Exactly. And um, well, I, I looked out at my garden. I, I picked two giant uh, green peppers, and now I'm waiting for the rest of them to show up. I mean, I have some, um, but... It seems like the peppers are a little behind. Mine, mine are super, I'm going to just say, mine are really pathetic. Like, I am a flower gardener. Joyce is my vegetable guru <laughs> that I go to. And now you mm-hmm. I ask a lot of questions a lot. And, you know, just because I have the title Master Gardener, I'm still learning things. And, like, flowers were my go-to, my right. wheelhouse, but yeah. not vegetables. But I'm really getting into it. And I have learned this year that it's been a trial and error with not having time. And not making the time to fertilize things. But now I've taken it as a learning tool to see what happens when you don't fertilize. Mm. I've had fresh soil that's had uh, like feed in it and mm-hmm. miracle Grow and that kind of stuff that we've put plants in that are thriving. And then there's plants that don't have it in there that are just... You can tell a difference, right? right? They look almost like they did near the day I planted them. Huh. So it's been a learning curve that you have to feed the food in there with the veggies even. So well, the thing we're going to experience in the next few days in terms of tomatoes and peppers is that when it gets above 90 degrees, mm-hmm. they start to abort their flowers. Mm, well, they, yeah. they, they, the plant goes into survival mode. Right. And even if it's watered and everything else, nothing grows. Air, nothing that. will grow in, in these crazy hot temperatures. 
Mm-hmm. And um, as a result, you're going to see some flowers aborted. Don't panic. I mean, you know, like our tomatoes always blo- are blooming when the next day there's a forecast for a hard freeze. They just keep on keeping on until mm-hmm. it's um, until it's the season is done. But you're going to see some flower drop, and there's really nothing you can do about that short of constructing shade, I suppose. Right, <laughs> right. But if you, yeah. if you have a large vegetable garden, that's you got to take you got to take nature as it comes. I right. mean, mm-hmm. it just is. Mm-hmm. But on a bright note. We're now getting fresh sweet corn out of the garden, which yes. is just delicious, fabulous, yes. just fabulous. And for us, this is kind of early. Usually, we don't get it until into August. So okay, all right. So well, very we've, we've had some out at the farm too. The Anderson sweet corn is ready, yeah. so we're yeah. very excited about that. It's good. Um, let's talk a little bit about upcoming Master Gardener events. I know that when you are a Master Gardener, you do put on different events and you have service hours, like you said, yeah, Joyce, exactly. and you do have to perform those service hours to retain that status. Um, some of the things that you do or are doing or you have events coming up, um, educational events for us? Well, the first thing that's that's coming, actually coming in August, is we're going to be doing a, a plant sale. We did this last year. We did it because a, people, you know, forget, I'm sure. A year ago, we had such a late spring. We have our annual spring uh, plant sale, and we didn't have much to sell, really, because mm-hmm. everything was, was a month behind. So this year we thought, you know, it was really well received. We're going to do a plant sale. I believe it's the third Saturday in August. Uh, I'll tell you. I want to say it's the 26th. That sounds correct. So anyway, um, we're going to be doing a plant sale. um, Yes, it's the 26th. And what kind of things will you be bringing there? Is it perennial? It would be mostly, I would assume, that people are going to be bringing perennials Possibly some bulbs, you know, okay. you could be you could be um, sharing lily bulbs mm-hmm. and that kind of thing at that mm-hmm. time. And then some people have houseplants that they've divided and rooted. So there'll be there'll be a variety of things there, just like there is in the spring. And the location will be the curling club. Oh, okay. So that'll Yay. be very, curling club. very handy to do that. So, you know, kind of put that on your calendar if you're interested, because a lot of people... Um, it kind of becomes their yearly event that they come to our our plant sales. So mm-hmm. we're we're glad to have people do that, and and we're looking forward to it. August twenty sixth. August twenty sixth. It'll be in the Saturday. morning, Saturday morning, and it'll go until the plants are gone. And okay. that is, is we, that a cash sale. Yes. Yes. Okay. Cash or check. Cash or check. Yeah. Okay. okay. But that's one of those things where it's about, we wanted to do it so that it was about six weeks before our first frost, estimated first frost. Because now you can take the plants from our plant sale and plunk them in the ground, and you'll have enough time for those roots to get established and survive. So it's that optimal time of the year where we can, if you're at your home garden and you want to split apart your irises or your lilies, that's perfect time to do those kinds of things that mm-hmm. you can split apart your perennials usually at that time and transplant or sell them and then put them in the ground. Another thing is your spring bulbs. Sometimes people have yeah. uh, tulips or daffodils or any of your their other certainly spring bulbs yeah. that their their garden has become too crowded. They might dig some of those and in, in uh, you know g- you know sell those to people to plant because it, that time to plant those is like September for, yep. for right. next spring. Yep. So it's a fall plant sale is is kind of interesting in terms of the stuff you end up with, but. Um, and of course, people transplant, move hostas around year round. Oh so yeah, that, sure. Yeah, they, they uh, 
They'll probably show up too. Their hostas will definitely show up. (laughs) There's been a lot of people out at Valley Veggies asking for perennials, which we don't have there right now. I mean, you know, we'll we'll sell some. We'll come our way, but yeah. So August 26th, a good place to go. The Curling Club, August 26th, the Master Gardener Plant Sale, and uh, just with our last 30 seconds, I have five chrysalis uh from my from my caterpillars i love that we're just waiting now i did i thought they'd be bigger yeah they're not as big as i thought they're not super big isn't it a surprise like how they hunker down in there because the caterpillar itself is so fat Mm -hmm. (laughs) like these big giants right so super cute i um i've been on the countdown we'll watch it you know what they're gonna probably come out when i'm on my vacation oh they probably will probably will (laughs) so i'll have to yeah my daughter will have to be watching for that but she'll take care of them yeah very i hope so let's cross our fingers i'm super happy about that for you i'm very Very cool very excited bring on the pollinators master gardeners joy and Kim in studio with us here on Talk of the Town. Good to see you both. Thank you. Thanks for having us.